because time is running out. Time is running out. We've we've become, our prayer life has become not an intercession of prayer life, but a prayer life of need. Y'all have heard me say this. Our prayer life has become a prayer life of need. Lord, I come to you because I need this. I come to you because I need you to fix this problem. Our prayer life back in the old days, it was a prayer life of intercession. God, let me get a hold of you first. Let me shake the foundations of heaven and earth and get in tune and get in touch with you to see what you want to say and what you want to do. That was the old saints of God that a lot of them have passed on. We still have a few in this house that know how to intercede. But the rest of everybody, we have turned our intercession to a prayer of need. Lord, I need you to come fix this. I need, I'm bowing before you, God, to, to, I need a need to be met or I need a situation to be done. I need a mountain to be moved. I need a finance to be met. I need this. I need that. He says, seek me first. I've heard me say it. Seek me first. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek me in my righteousness, my right standing. And then I will add all these things unto you. That's intercession. It's seeking God first. And families that have been tore apart don't know about intercession anymore. They know about need. So who fills that gap? The church has to fill the gap of intercession. We have to fill that gap. We have to wage war against the enemy. We have to move forward. We have to advance. In Exodus, when they come out and Moses sat there, Jesus, God told him, he said, now tell the people to move forward, to go, to move forward. That's what it's all about. It's about moving forward, taking the territory, taking and establishing the kingdom of God, his will on earth, that it be done. That's what it's about, moving forward, because if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. Intercession is about moving forward, advancing the kingdom of God. In your house, in your wife, in your family, in your finances, in your community. It's about moving the kingdom of God forward. John 10, 1 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs some other way, the same as a thief and robber. But he who enters by the door is is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. John 10, 7 says, Then Jesus said unto them again, Most assuredly, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 9, 10 and 9 says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and he will go in and out and find pastures. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. 
He is the door. He is the only way. That's it. There is no other way. He said, if anybody comes another way, he's a thief and a robber. Because behind this door is everything that you need. Behind this door is, is everything that you need. It's everything. I was going another way this morning, but this is the way we're going. He gives, he's the shepherd. And if you come to him, I know y'all won't be able to see it on that side. And you open this door, there's the cross, it's him. As you walk through here, what is he the way of? He's the way that breaks lies and doubts. He's the way that breaks death, disease, and defeat. He is the way that, that delivers you from fear, panic attacks, abandonment, and loss. He is the way that delivers you from generational poverty. He is the way that delivers you from, from a need of, of, of a, a daughter that needs to be healed. Alcohol and resentment, alcoholism. He is the way that delivers you from self-worth and self-doubt. He is the way that delivers you from lack, from failure, from family issues, from from. There's all things, pneumonia, fear, doubt, control, migraines, gossip, slander, offense. That's what's behind the door. And that's the only way, and time is running out for you to go through that door. You hold the key. He's got, he's got the door, and he's got the cross, and he's made a way. Now you have to walk through it and lay everything down for him. There's people in here that, that need, that need to, to go through the door. And I said something, I've said this a lot that people may not agree with, so to speak. Matthew 25, you, you, I'm going to hurry up, I promise. Matthew 25 starts off with the kingdom of heaven, it says. The kingdom of heaven, that's what we're talking about. I've been talking about for, for weeks now, is the kingdom of heaven. Seeking first the kingdom of heaven and its Authority and its agenda and pushing that, the kingdom of heaven. It starts off in Matthew chapter 25 of the kingdom of heaven shall be like ten virgins. And we know that story where five were wise and five were foolish. And they all went to sleep. And then five, they all woke up when the bride come. They heard him coming. And the five that were ready and caught, uh, had extra oil was ready to go, but the five that did not have extra oil were caught. And the door was shut, it says. And they did not enter in. The door was shut. There will come a day when this door will be shut. 
and Lot. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that time is nearing. There will come a day that you'll knock and say, Lord, Lord. I went to church. I was a good person. I done all these things. I even cast out demons in your name. Lord, let me in. He's going to look and say, the door is shut. I never knew you. There's coming a day when this door will no longer be open for you to walk through. We see them ten. And then he goes into the parable of the talents, Matthew 25 and 14. And he starts it with like this, for the kingdom of heaven. It's like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered goods to them. Who is this man traveling to a far country? It's Jesus. He left his throne in heaven and traveled to earth, a far country. It's Jesus. He's saying the kingdom of heaven is like Jesus traveling to a far country, come to the earth, and he called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. Who are his servants? We are. The people who has accepted him and that are in his household. A servant served in the household of the master. And he gave five talents to, to, and he gave one, he gave five talents to another two and to another one. To each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. So Jesus came from a far journey, down, gave his servants, his people, some talents. And then he left and went on a far journey. He went back to, to the throne. He went back to his heavenly father. He came down. He gave us the gifts of the spirits, the talents, the things that we can operate in. And he done that on the cross. And then he left. And he left us here with talents in your life, gifts and abilities. He left to you, his servants. Then he had to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received the two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You see what he said there? Make sure you really understand this. And you get with this parable. He said, I talk in parables so that you'll understand what I'm trying to tell you. The mysteries in the kingdoms of God is in the parables that Jesus told. And he says, I gave some five. I gave one five. I gave one two. And I gave one. And I left and went back. And the one who had five went and doubled, made five more. The one who had two went, doubled, made two more. The one who had one went and dug a hole and put it in the ground. What are you saying? I'm saying the kingdom of heaven is like work. You've heard me say it. It's like work. It's about advancing. The one with five advanced his five. The one with two advanced his two. The one with one sat on it. This is a servant. You heard him say it. I give my servants these talents served in, in the master's house. And 
after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he would have received five talents, came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents. Besides them, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. What didn't he do? He didn't advance the kingdom. He didn't take his talent and put it to work and advance his talent. He took his talent that God given him and he sat on it and dug it and put it in a hole because he's like, Lord, you, you, you're, you're God. You sow, you reap where you have not sowed. What good is it for me to do anything with this because of who you are? I hope you all get this. Look, he said, there you have what is yours. What is yours? God give it to you to do something with. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him that has ten talents. For to, for to everyone who has, more will be given, and he who will have abundance, but him, him, but him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. And I want you to notice this. This was a servant, right? But because of his laziness and his wickedness of trying to take something and do nothing with it and not advance the kingdom of God, what does he tell him? He tells him, even what he was... In verse 30, chapter 25, and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hmm. Do, you, do you understand what he's saying here? There's work to be done. Lord, help me. There's people sitting in here that just need to come through the door to salvation 
and lay things back down at God's feet while the door is open before it is closed. But there are also servants, Christians in here, that are sitting on your back end, buried your talents. Have not advanced the kingdom. Have not done no work. Lord, help me. And he's coming back. And he's going to say, what have you done with what I've given you? And when he sees you've been wicked and lazy with what he's given you, he's going to say, depart from me. That's, that's hard, Pastor. I know it's hard. I'm blowing... I hope this blows anybody's theology of once saved, always saved, totally out the water. I hope this also, and you've heard me say it, that I, I believe in my heart, if you're not advancing the kingdom, and this right here proves it, that when you stand before him, if all you've done was come to an altar, because when you come to an altar and you ask Jesus into your heart, your life changes. You want a relationship with him. His desire becomes your desire. His will becomes your will. His mind becomes your mind. His actions become your action. And his will is advancing the kingdom of God. That's his will. He says that when the disciples ask him, how do we pray? He said, pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Advancing the kingdom, your kingdom, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what does this parable tell me? This parable tells me that once you become a servant of Christ, there is work that you need to be doing in your life. And if you do not do the work, you become wicked and slothful and lazy. And then when he comes back, hey, I'm talking to Christians right now, in case you're wondering, not the lost. And when he comes back and he shuts this door and he looks at you, say, all right, what did you do with what I've given you? What did you do when you, when you knelt at an altar and, 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 and said, Lord, I will serve you. I will deny myself. I will pick up my cross and I will follow after you. When you got up, I give you a talent. What did you do with it? I, I didn't do nothing with it, Lord. I didn't do anything with it. Doors locked. You cannot come in. You cannot come in. It's a mystery right here in the parable of this. And I hope I beat it through your brain because I don't want to see anybody left behind. If you're not doing kingdom work, if I go by this parable right here, there's going to come a day that you're going to stand there and he's going to say, no, because you didn't do anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does everybody understand what I'm saying? 
Because I don't want you to get up there and him say, well, nobody ever told me I was supposed to work. Yes, the kingdom of heaven is like, in Matthew chapter 13, you heard me say that. It's like all those things. It's a man who goes, finds a treasure in the field, and he digs his work. It's like a woman who puts leaven in a bread. Well, you put that leaven, and you work it. It's work. If, you don't, if you're not working for the kingdom, you're not going to get into his kingdom. tells him the talent is taken away and given to the ten he said cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and then he goes on with the judgment when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with them then he will sit on the throne of his glory, and all nations be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. How did he start John 10? By the shepherd. After he explains to him what you need to be doing in the kingdom, and he says, one day the glory of man's going to come, and I'm going to separate you. There's going to be a separation, and the separation is going to be, what did you do for the kingdom of God? What did you do with the talent and the gift that I give you? What did you do with it? Do you understand what I'm saying? God, we praise you. Come on back up here, Philip. I didn't, like I said, he's looking for laborers. You know what a laborer is? A laborer is not somebody who's sitting on their backside to go out in the field. He said, the field is, is white. There's plenty out there, but I need laborers. I need people to go. A laborer is somebody who works, somebody who intercedes, somebody who prays, somebody who goes after God and goes after his kingdom that seeks him first. That's, that's what a laborer is. Wouldn't it be so much easier if you could, for you to witness to people if you had the power of God working through you? Because then you might have a word of knowledge. And you could go up to somebody and say, God spoke this into my life. And you read their mail because it's a word of knowledge. Wouldn't that be? But how do you get there? You get there in prayer. And reading your word and fasting, them things have to go forth for you, for God to be able to use you like he needs to use you. The boldness that you say, Lord, I wish I had that boldness to, to speak to somebody. He's saying, well, spend time with me. Have a relationship with me. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two altar calls here. Proverbs 14 is 12. It says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death.
I'm going to give another altar call for people who just need to come through the door. And experience a Savior that can take away all your sins, all your doubts, all your struggles, all your worries. While the door is still open, he's saying, come, come. While there's still time, come. While the door is not locked, come. Come back to me. And the other is for the people who has talents that you've been sitting idle quietly and I don't know what you think you're, you're doing. I mean, I don't. If I read this word and I go by this parable right here and some other things I could, I could bring out to you, if you're not advancing the kingdom of God, these were servants. A, a servant of the master do you understand what I'm saying? It serves in his house. They were servants. So if you've been sitting idle, now is the time to take the talent that he has given you and go and make something out of it. Because if you don't make something out of it and if you don't advance the kingdom, then you're going to stand there and he's going to say, give it to me. Now go. Depart from me. Well, I was a servant in your house, but you did nothing. Oh, Lord. I was a servant, but you did nothing. Because the master had left. And some of you don't... Some, if Jesus was standing in the room today, or if Jesus went to your house and spent a week with you, would your routine still be the same? Or because the master's in the house, would your routine change? Be like, yeah, I'm, Jesus is in the house. I need to get up and pray this morning, so I don't want him seeing me not pray today. Jesus, Lord, I need to get my word out because Jesus is in the house. I don't want him thinking I'm not doing nothing. Lord, Jesus in the house, I need to not let my temper fly off the handle of my anger. Do this because Jesus is here watching. That's what he's saying. The master left. You can live like you want to live, but it's going to catch up with you. Even though he ain't here physically, he sees. And he says he records it all. And you'll give an account for every idle word. So think about it. If Jesus spent a week with you, would your routine change? And if you say yes, well then guess what? You're the servant that has done nothing with his talent that will stand before him. And even though you were a servant, he's going to say you didn't do anything. Depart from me. Y'all stand with me. So too, if you need to come back to Jesus while the door is open and lay everything back at his feet, come. If you've been sitting idle and have not advanced the kingdom of God, don't let your pride get in the way. Then you need to move and say, Lord, I'm sorry. You give me a talent. You give me things. I'm ready to pick that up. I'm ready to go back into the dirt and dig that back up from where I have buried it and pick it back up and put it back into my life and advance your kingdom like it needs to be because time is running out. The person who don't walk through the door will be the... 
In hell, you'll be standing by the same person that didn't use his talent. So as I pray, if that's you in this place this evening, this morning, this evening, I pray that you move because time's running out and that door will be shut one day, very soon. So as they sing, Lord, we come before you. God, break every stronghold, God, that would... That would keep somebody, God, from acknowledging, God, that they know deep down, God, that they need to get back to you. God, that they also know, God, some people here know, God, that they haven't been advancing your kingdom. And if you showed up in their house to spend a week with them, their routine would change. So this morning, God, a call, God, for repentance, God, in lives. God, I call God for a repentance in people's lives that they can walk after you, Jesus. Walk in your calling. Walk in your spirit. God, walk in your love, Lord Jesus. Lord, today, God, today, God, break down those strongholds and barriers, Lord Jesus, and let them know, God, that time is running out. God, in a life, God, with you means an eternity with you. They will spend eternity somewhere, Lord. So if they have not professed you, God, if I need to come back to you, let it happen now, Jesus. Let it happen now because time is running now. God, and if they've been sitting on a sideline, a servant, a Christian, and have not been doing anything, God, help them this morning to come down here, dig up their talents, God, and pick it back up and go after you again in their life. Rekindle the fire God in their life. God rekindle God the desire in their life. Rekindle the purpose Lord in their life Lord Jesus. Lord as we worship you and as we praise you Father. God if that is you move now. Move now. Move now.